Today we talked about who was your favorite TV dad. Aww. That was a fun trip down memory lane with that one. Some I had forgotten about, actually. Uh, we also talked to someone who's going on a date with their ex-fiance over the weekend. <laughs> that was a spicy one. And I loved Happy Hour today. Yeah. I absolutely love that God story. That's our first responders. This you is said a good it. one. You'll hear it all right now. It's in the podcast. The Kelly Jordan Show. Dating an ex-fiance. Ooh. That is what we have up and why should we talk to you on Monday today when we when someone has something big going on over the weekend so we get them on the phone, they loop us into it, we all get to be a part of it and that is why Wendy darkens our doorstep today. Wendy, <laughs> what's going on? Why should we talk to you on Monday? Because I'm going on a date with my ex-fiance this weekend, and you guys are going to want to know about it. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. Yes, sis. That is definitely true. Tell me more. So, okay, ex-fiance. Yes, yes. So, basically, we were all set to walk down the aisle, and this was about five years ago. And, and you know, I mean, the save the dates had all been sent out, and, you know, we were getting ready to do it. And then... Literally, at one point, we kind of looked at each other and said, yeah, I don't know if this is really right. And it was mutual. It was like both of us kind of realized we're like, we're kind of doing this because everybody thinks that we should. And mm-hmm. and so we were in our mid-20s. You know, we were young. And, and so basically, we just called it off. We just called it off. And we kind of went our separate ways. But we, you know, we're friends on social media. We It actually ended very amicably. It was just. And we've been te- you know, we've texted every once in a while, but kind of lately, the texts have kind of been, "Hey, maybe we should let's, I don't know, try it again." Or so we're 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 basically going on sort of a date to see if actually we should go further. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at, and it's it's really it's kind of interesting, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. He's a sweetheart. He's a nice guy. You know, it was just like at that time, both and like I said, it was both of us. Wow! But you went as far yeah. as the save the date, so you had to oh, been yeah. pretty close to your wedding when you called it off. Like, oh, yeah. did you lose deposits on stuff? No, we didn't. We oh. did not lose because because we we sent the save the date out, and and I like I said, I think both of us were like. Okay, we we told everybody to save the date, but we and it was like a year out, you know. So we had like a year, you know, because we figured, all right, this okay. is what people do. When we sent them out, it was not long after that that we kind of looked at each other and said, "Really? Okay, so have you had other relationships since then? I mean, any? Yeah. Oh yeah, yep, I have, and you know, but none of them, none of them have lasted as long. I mean, we were together for, you know, uh, we were, to, let's see, this was five years ago. We were together for like four years. Okay. Wow. And, and yeah. And so I've had relationships where I've been with somebody for, I think the longest was like a year in the last five years. And, but I think we've both grown. So I think that's the thing is that we've, you know, five years is a, is, is a while. You know, I got to say, I'm very proud of you because I knew a lot of people, myself included, that got married very young, felt a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. Your brain's mm-hmm. not even done developing. Yes. But you guys called it off. You did what was right for you. And it sounds like he's been in the back of your mind these past five yeah, years and vice versa. I, mm. Yeah, kind of, sort of, you know, but I, and I think that's the thing too, is that we were kind of on the same wavelength at that point. We always had that connection. We were always sort of on the same wavelength of that type of stuff. 
so how did he ask you, or how did you guys ask each other, like, hey, maybe we should try dating? Yeah. How did that come up? He Again. asked me. He he asked me. Oh. He did ask me. Um, yeah, he did. Um, we basically, like I said, we've been friends on Facebook, and then we were texting, and and it, and he basically sent me a really sweet text. He said, "Hey, so." I don't know. I mean, it was really sweet. It was, it was almost like he wasn't, he was kind of tiptoeing a little bit, but, um, and I was always the one that was like, really? Okay. So let get to the point. <laughs> you know, like, what do you want? And, and he just said, let's, you know, let's go out on a date. Let's just, you know, let's have dinner and, and, and see. And I just said, okay. Do you, did yeah. you keep the ring? Yes. <laughs> you still have the ring. Are you going to wear it to dinner? And- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. But I did keep it. You know, I, and, and the thing is, like, actually, you're not the first person that's asked me that. And it's one of those things like, well, you know, was it a family heirloom? Because if it had been a family heirloom, I would have given it back. Yeah. But he, you know, he bought it for me and it was not, you know, it wasn't. So, I, yeah, I kept it. Girl, so what's the what's what's the strategy for dinner? Are you gonna you're gonna get on your your freakum dress? You're gonna just blow yeah. his socks off? And... Kind of, yeah. yeah why get not? A girl. Why not? Yas queen. Mm-hmm. I like this. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, what we'll do is we'll pray that you have a great weekend, mm-hmm. and then we will okay. call you this exact same time on Monday. Okay. Okay. And we will find out how did it go going on okay. a date with your ex fiance from five years ago. All right? Okay. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one. Des texting in. Does this guy know she still has the ring? Well, he must know. That means he doesn't have to get another one. Right. Just take it off, <laughs> put it back on. If they get to that point. We don't know if it's going to get to that point, Chelsea. Take it slow. Let's get through the weekend. Yeah. We'll talk to her on Monday. I can't wait for that. Chelsea, what do you have coming up next for us and what's trending? Buckle up. There's a chocolate crisis. Uh-oh. This ain't good. All right. We will get into that next when Chelsea gives us what's trending on The Kelly Jordan Show. The Kelly Jordan Show. Who was your favorite TV dad when you were growing up? That's what we want to know at 320-656-9453. That phone number will work no matter where you're listening this morning. And this was one that just kind of hit me the other day because I was watching some old TV shows and I was like, that looks like a really good dad. They kind of like raised us a little bit in a way. You know what I mean? Who would be yours? Your favorite TV dad of all time? Hands down, Danny Tanner. Oh, yeah. From Full House. Oh. You know what sucked about that, though, about Bob Saget? What? Is how filthy of a human being he was. All right, hold up. We didn't, we didn't know about that. But you're right. We, no, that's what I'm saying. Like He had, he played this wholesome guy on yeah. television, and then he did stand-up, and he was filthy, disgusting. He wasn't even I funny. I know. He was so dirty. Don't ruin this for me. All right, we're talking about TV dads we love. I just remember I loved him so much how patient he was yeah. raising these three daughters. He had his two, you know, the two goofy uncles that are there yeah. and an annoying neighbor. And I just loved this show so much that in kindergarten, I tried to change my name to DJ. Dang. For the whole year. Like they would just swoop you up if I that was your name? Yeah, Mrs. Kniff corrected that. But Danny Tanner... Hands down, my favorite TV dad. That's a good one right there. I can, I can get on board with that one. Mine's a little bit older than that, but it's... Aww. From Family Ties, the dad on Family Ties. Stephen Keaton was his name. Aww. And again, talk about just a patient dad. Lo- clearly loved his kids. He was funny. He was kind of a doofus a little bit. <laughs> he, and it's so funny. His job was he was a, a producer 
for like the local PBS station. Like that was his job. Like he would make documentaries for the local PBS How station. How wholesome is right. that? Just a wholesome have it together and rock it's, solid. It's so funny because I now when I watch that show, like their kitchen is so gigantic and they got like a commercial stove in the kitchen. And these are the things I notice now. <laughs> is like, I'm like, dang, how did he afford that? That's because they, that's where they film everything. They need room. <laughs> but, but his wife though, then if you think about it, his wife was the architect. So she was probably the breadwinner. Heck yeah. This dude's making documentaries for PBS. She's she, Mama's bringing home the bacon and cooking it in her nice kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So hold on. I'm going to put this collar on hold. All right. So we got some text coming in on Good TV Dads. Yes. So Tim from Home Improvement. Heck yeah. Red Foreman. Oh, oh that's yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Carl Winslow from, from Family, Family Matters. This was a great show. Ah, oh, dude. And he took in a kid that wasn't even his. Oh, look at Don's text. Philip Drummond from Different Strokes. Ooh. And think about that. That show was so controversial for its time. I know. Because, you know, a, a white guy, white rich guy adopting two kid, two bl- minorities from the streets. Dude. Oh, speaking of blended families, Mike from the Brady Bunch. You know what's funny? They never addressed... Hold on, I gotta put this collar on hold. They never addressed what happened to their mom, except for like in the first episode of of Brady Bunch, they referenced that the mom passed away. Just moved on. And that's the only time that you hear about that. Oh, sad. You're right. It's these two. They do the song and dance, and then they just go on with their lives. Yeah. And it's just like no one ever references the fact that they were married before. It's just, this is your family now. All right, we got some people sitting on hold on this one. All right, so who was your favorite TV dad? Hello? Al Bundy. Really, Al Bundy. (laughs) It's either it's it's either Al Bundy or Red Foreman from that '70s show. Kind of, kind of the same. And only because I'm not old enough to say Archie Bunker. Right. So, (laughs) but Archie Bunker, that would be a tough one. Yeah, the politically incorrect dads are my favorite ones. Yeah. Because that's what we grew up with. Right. That's how I was going to say. That's how dads are. At least our dads were. I don't know about today, but. Yeah, that's, that's how Generation X grew up. <laughs> yeah, I really got to watch what I say around my 14-year-old daughter, man. She'll call me out. Yeah, there's certain things that nowadays it's like you can't say. That's why I like the like the Goldbergs, the TV show The Goldbergs. Yes. You know, where, where the dad just constantly just sits in his chair with his pants off and calls people morons. I He's mean, always that's... mad. He's because that that's so funny. Think that my dad did seem always mad to me. Like he never seemed happy a day in his life. Well, you know what, Kelly? I bet you he. I bet you he was for a, a significant period of that time. Probably was. Probably was. They just seemed. My kids might say that about me one day. Like, why was Dad always mad about something? It's because you got to get up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's right. Mm, amen. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, brother. We appreciate it. All right, three two zero six five six nine four five three. That's what we're talking about this morning. Who was your favorite TV dad? We're talking about your favorite TV dads this morning, 320-656-9453. All right, what is yours? Hands down, without a doubt, guys, it's got to be Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Now, which Tim Allen? Home Improvement Tim Allen or Last Man Standing Tim Allen? Oh, definitely Home Improvement Tim Allen. Yeah. (laughs) He was such a great dad. I honestly, it's so funny you said that. You're not going to believe this, but I was thinking, when I was thinking about this segment, I was like, I love Tim Allen in Last Man Standing. He's such a good dad on that show. Very patient. Yeah. He is. He is. I I like his his, uh, persona more from Home Improvement, though. That's just me. But yeah. um, But he he was good in in, in the other one, too. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. Definitely one of them. Tim Allen. Best dad ever. Thank you so much for the call this morning. All right. You know what? A big one that's coming in. Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. 
Ross, who played uh, Charles Ingalls. Yeah. That that's a, so he, cool. You're right. He is a great dad. Oh, my gosh. I was, it's so funny. I was just watching Highway to Heaven the other day. You probably don't even know about that show, do nope. you? That's That was like Michael Landon's other big hit TV show Aww. from like the mid-80s where he played an angel that came back to Earth and would like help people out, like get their life on track. Oh, that's really sweet. Uh, someone says Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show. Okay. Before we knew, right? Yeah. Kind of like Bob Saget. And he was. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like everybody wanted to be in The Cosby Family. Everybody wanted to be so in They were so good. This is a throwback, and it's not a, a human dad, but Earl Sinclair. Not the mama. <laughs> from the dinosaurs? Yeah, from the Holy dinosaurs. cow. Now that's a deep cut. Hold on. We got someone calling in right here. I don't even know. Is this how I pick it up? Hello? Are you there? Good. All right. Oh, oh, the home improvement music is still playing in the background. Hold on one second. All right. Who was your favorite TV dad? Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Yeah, we had that one earlier. Absolutely. Now, why was he your favorite TV dad? Because he wasn't a good dad. Like, he hated his kids. And his wife. But they did everything together as a family. They That's true. did stuff together. Absolutely. That is true on that one. And maybe he didn't hate his kids. Maybe he was just that dad who was just beaten up. And just wanted two seconds of silence. <laughs> the best thing about that show is when the toilet would flush and the crowd would go insane at the sound of a toilet flushing. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. He kept it real. Thanks for the call this morning. We appreciate it. Any other texts coming in that you see there? Oh, from Roseanne, Dan Connor. Yes. Same thing with unruly kids that were pushing the boundaries, driving their parents nuts. Oh, this is a good one. Malcolm in the Middle, Brian Cranston, the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. Someone texted that Super in. That sweet. is. Sam Elliott from The Ranch. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, see, I've never watched The Ranch. Oh, tough, tough guy. Didn't take no spit from no one. And he was a hard ranch, a hardworking dad. And so when his kids weren't stepping it up, he's yeah. like, no, get it together. No mercy. Herman Munster. Oh, geez. Oh. How old is that person? But, <laughs> that hey, I still like that. <laughs> that is, a, Herman Munster was, and he was a, he played the judge in one of my favorite movies, My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> Did you know that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. I think that we've hit every single one that's come in this morning. George Lopez, too. Oh, yes. yeah. George Lopez. That show is so funny. If you've like the old George Lopez show is absolutely hilarious. The way that he makes fun of his kids is so dang funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's you absolutely know, Would you argue that these TV dads kind of help get messages across to children that weren't listening to their real life dads? It very well could be. Yeah. I was. I was more raised by TV dads than I was of my own. That's for dang sure. And now you're a dad, so it's like full circle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm using all the lessons they taught me to raise my children. <laughs> the Kelly Jordan Show. Today is going to be a little version of Tough Tones. This is a game we have not played in a long time, Ooh. but it's where I have some sounds and you guys have to guess what they are, okay? Okay. Okay. Now we are joined by Jen Leverance from the newsroom. Of course, Chelsea is here. I shall facilitate. Oh my. <laughs> Today, I'm going to play you guys sounds from popular memes, okay? Okay. Songs. This is going to be songs from popular memes. Either I'll, I'll either ask for what meme has this song usually used in, okay, or what song is this? Okay. Oh man. All right. All and right. are we are we going like every other Kelly? Because you know we can get pretty competitive. No. So. What you do is you just yell out your name okay. if you think you know the answer. Okay. Chelsea or Jen. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for the first tough tone? Yeah. What meme was this song used in? Go ahead and shout it on out there. What? 
Shut. I, it was kind of a viral video, kind of a meme. Do you know how much time I spend looking at this junk on Reddit? I I, I don't know. Chelsea. More than I care to <laughs> Chelsea, say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buzz in. Okay, go is ahead, that, Chelsea. I'm going to say that's the one where it's the rabbits that are smacking each other's butts and, like, biting them. That is incorrect, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you later. Although, you have piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> I watch them every night. Every night, huh? <laughs> All right, Jen, do you know what meme that that was used? It was kind of a viral video, kind of a meme. It was it was one of the first viral videos I remember even. Oh, gosh. Well, that could be really old. <laughs> could be. Is it, does it involve frogs? No. No, it doesn't. This song right here... know it it was the guys dancing with the coffin the funeral dancers have you guys never seen this yeah, no oh my god <laughs> we're we're too pure why, why don't you guys stop watching monkeys slapping each other's butts well, no they're rabbits and they're biting um, each other's and butts cats okay yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh i can't believe you guys didn't know the dancing funeral guys one of the Sorry. best videos I'm, before you leave this room i'm showing you okay so you'll, you'll want to watch it again and again and again okay all right this next one is this song right here. This is usually used in a meme where somebody does something kind of stupid or they're made a fool of. Yes. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. It is Curb Your Enthusiasm. You didn't know that one either? I don't watch that. Aren't you supposed to be like in charge of our social media? Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, you know, I create content. I'm not like trolling it. Oh, I troll. I troll, baby. Uh, it's not trolling. It's a, it's a meme. It's trolling, a... trolling, trolling, trolling. All right. Last one. What is the name of this song right here? This song would be used if someone's like kind of spazzing out dancing in a video or something like that. What is this song right here? Chelsea. <laughs> yes. Chicken in the corn with the corn will grow. Mm. No. <laughs> As a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know that one? This was actually a popular dance song back in like 1995. They would play that in nightclubs. Wait, do do, do it again. Okay, here it is another time. If someone wants to dance to something a little out of the norm. No, you already gave us chicken in the hen house picking out dough or whatever you did. I know. Jen, do you know what that is? I'm going to try to send it to you through. I, um, I don't. I feel so dumb. Do you want to try another Chelsea? Yes, it is. But you know what song that is? Night of the Roxbury. Um, oh, gosh. I actually have this record. Like, I played this record in the clubs. That's as far as I can go. Night of the Roxbury. That's all. Name of the song? Scat Man. I'm the Scat Man. There you go. It's a jam, right? Dancing with caskets. I went to so many high school dances. Why do I not know that? Well, this was a turd. Flush. I don't know if I blame myself, if I blame you guys. I don't know. But it's out there in the universe now, So and it's going on the podcast. So. I'm sorry to ruin your news credibility with crap like this. That's okay, because you know what? I know I should know news yes. and not junk. And I don't know nothing. <laughs> that was a flop. Not going to lie to you. That was a flop. It was fun. I'll do better next time. I, I let you guys down. That's, that's what it was. I let you guys down. That Damn. was embarrassing. Dancing caskets. Okay, moving on. 
The Small Town Salute, brought to you by Channel Marine and Sports. Your go-to dealer of Hewitt docks, lifts, and pontoon legs in Minnesota. It's time now for the Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Cromwell, Minnesota, population 230. And Alexa Fanning posted on the community Facebook page, someone went home wearing her son's jacket by accident yesterday from school. He came home wearing somebody else's jacket. If your child showed up at home with the wrong jacket on, please contact her. That's what I call the community coming together. And that's why Cromwell, Minnesota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute on the Kelly Jordan show. This is the one that I wanted to do today. Why do tugboats do this? Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that no one else does. We mean absolutely no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Have you ever seen a tugboat towing a ship or pushing a ship or whatever, and they got the water spraying up everywhere? Yeah. Have you seen this? One time when I was living on the West Coast, and I was like, what are they doing? Okay, thank you. So you always wonder, too, why they did this. Now Not I always, just once. Oh. <laughs> It's, it's plagued me my entire life. Finally, a simple Google search got me my answer. But I was always like, why do they do that? I thought maybe they did it because the ships that they're pushing or towing are so gigantic. That, Huge. That maybe they're trying to show, like, hey, I'm down here. Like, this is where I'm at. I always thought maybe that's it, right? Like, like don't run me over. In case this bigger <laughs> ship couldn't see. But that's not it, Chelsea. <laughs> okay. The reason why tugboats spray water into the air like that, it's simply a salute to the ship's captain. Either uh, either kind of a bon voyage type deal or oh. welcome back to port type deal. So tugboats spray that water. It's just a, it's like a show of respect to the captain of the ship. It sounds like something like whales would do to communicate to each other. You well, know, just if, like a. If I can be honest, that was kind of a letdown to learn that. Like I thought it would be something cooler than. Now listen, awesome. I got nothing but respect for all maritime practices. Thank you, tugboats. But I thought it would be something different than that. But yeah, that's why they do it. It's like, have you ever been to Duluth? Yeah. And you know the lift bridge in Duluth? Love the lift bridge. And you hear the, you hear the ships do this? Let's see if I can get one going here. Probably this will be like just awesome radio because it'll take forever for me to get this going. But you've probably heard ships who do like the three horns. I always wondered what that was. One long, two shorts. And I always wondered what that was. Well, that's kind of the same thing. It's just a ship either, it's the bridge either welcoming them back, or, and it's the ship like giving a salute to the bridge right. operator. Right. That's kind of neat, right? Because they can't stop, so if something's in their way, right. you need to move. I love that sound. Man, we used to fall asleep with that. That's so cool. Anyway, so now you know if you ever see a tugboat and it's got the water spraying everywhere, it's doing it as a salute to the captain. Oof. That's awesome. Is it? Is it Chelsea? Me, you, me. You, you know, you don't like, always have to be nice. Like, what would a tugboat Not to horn me anyway. sound like? You know, because they're so little. Like, Probably much like that. They, they got the big horn going. I would want to get them a big, like, air horn like those big ships in Duluth. Wouldn't it's that per- be funny? Hilarious. This little tugboat just... That would be as funny as this segment was interesting. (laughs) I'm going to start spraying people with water to send them off. (laughs) Maybe you didn't like this one. Maybe you did, because maybe like me, you've always wondered, why do they do that? And it's okay. It's okay if you didn't like it. I totally understand if you didn't like it. It's all good. It's all good. Because I'll have another one for you on Monday, and maybe it'll be better. Maybe it won't, but I'll like it, because sometimes... (laughs) 
maybe it's just me. Normally we do happy hour a little bit later in the mornings, but and sometimes on Fridays we don't end up getting to it. But Chelsea, I saw this story. I had to do it. It was just too good. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm so good. It's time to focus on the good news with happy hour. It makes me happy. <laughs> Anybody with kids can imagine the horror of your child wandering away, especially if you have an autistic child, and especially if that child is nonverbal at the age of five. Well, that's exactly what happened to a Florida five-year-old who wandered away from her home. Her mom made a frantic call to 911 saying, my daughter has wandered away, and she's nonverbal, she's autistic, she's five years old. Well, police were instantly on the case, getting every single thing, even getting on Facebook, social media, being like, hey, listen, if you're in the area, a girl has wandered away from her home about an hour ago. Yeah. She could be anywhere. You need to get on that. So they launched their chopper and they and the scariest part is they live near a swamp. Oh, in Florida. With a five-year-old little girl out there in the swamp. You could disappear. All the animals, the ground isn't safe. Alligators. Oh, my gosh. Right. So this story keeps getting scarier and scarier. But God bless our men and women in the police department. They launched the chopper. They're scanning the area, and they're using thermal technology. So these are very heavily wooded areas. So they're not going to be able to see her visually, but they picked up on her body heat. Genius. And within one hour of mom making the 911 call, they found her. Come here, sweetie. Come here, sweetheart. Hey. Hi, baby girl. Let's get you out of the water. You were walking quite a bit, sweetheart. We were looking for you, sweetheart. They found her a couple of miles from the house. Oh, my gosh. She, and they, they just said she was in the water. Yeah, she had wandered into the water. Let's get you out of the water. Oh, but luckily, the police got there and found her. In one hour. <sighs> Man, if you have kids, this story sends chills up your spine because you just know, like, it is the scariest thing. I I was just telling you a story that one time my son wandered away. Yeah. And this was because we had someone cutting down a tree in our backyard. The gate was left open. He was only like two years old, and he took off. And we could not find him. And and honestly, Chelsea, it was probably, I don't know, five to ten minutes that we couldn't find him. I hate thinking about that story. Like, it was the most absolutely terrifying moment of my life because we lived near a busy road. You know, like, we lived on kind of a wooded area ourselves. It was called a green belt. All of a sudden, everything is just super dangerous. Yeah, and we're yelling, Vincent, Vincent. Oh my gosh, I hate it. Ugh. I hate thinking about that moment. But this is what police officers do that they do not get enough credit for. They get the credit here, though, Chelsea. Yeah. Every single day. If we got a story about first responders doing stuff like this, you know it's getting to the top of the stack. And it's all thanks to audio video extremes that we can be this beacon of light in the darkness and a little something we like to call happy hour. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the morning. We (laughs) tack it on the end of the podcast for a reason. (laughs) It was a hot mess this morning. But birthday month, Kelly. That's right. That's right. Birthday month. (laughs) Looking forward to that for the next 30 days. Uh, we talked about other stuff, too. I'm, oh, I went dumpster diving again and got more treasures that I didn't need nor want. So, so cringe. So <laughs> cringe. Wash your hands. You'll hear it all right now. In our bonus track, we tack it on the end of the podcast. You're listening to The Kelly Jordan Show. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Woo! hot mess that we call a morning show. Uh, the start of Chelsea's birthday month, which I swear. I've already heard it seven times. I swear. You've been here for 10 minutes. I've heard it seven hey, times. it's Jamie's too. It's her birthday month. <laughs> 
Look, if you need a, if you need a reason to celebrate, then by all means, dude, March birthdays suck. You take know a how, month. You know how many times I had to go bowling because you couldn't go outside. I know. My twenty fifth birthday, I could grill outside. That was cool. It's my son's birthday and my wife's birthday this month. <gasps> both of them. And when we lived in Texas, it was awesome. Yeah. Because it was summertime already. Yeah. Here, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a mess. But we will go to like indoor water parks and things like that Chuck to try. Chuck Cheese? And, yeah. And, my boy. That's a tough <laughs> one. That's a tough one. <laughs> but yeah, the water parks, and then you go outside and you like freeze. So speaking of my son, yesterday, him and I have been on this quest to find a VCR, right? Because we remember yes. I told you this. So we're driving past, and I don't know if people do this in your neighborhood, but in my neighborhood, if someone's moving or if... They you know got, my neighbors. They, they got stuff that they want to get rid of. They just put it out on the curb, right? They do. Sometimes with a sign, sometimes not. Sometimes not. And I think I actually had a neighbor who passed away, which is very sad because I heard that he had got cancer about like two years ago. And this guy was awesome. Like in the wintertime... He would if he saw me out shoveling and he had his plow his like his plow in his truck yeah. like he would come plow the hump for me so I didn't have to this is a good dude man. wow just one of the, never once did I ever talk to this guy yeah. just like a thumbs up like thank you just typical Midwest yeah. nice right I think he passed away and so a lot of his stuff was out on the curb my son and I are driving yesterday and I I look over and I go I slam on the brakes <laughs> and I'm like holy crap is that a VCR <laughs> Slam the car in reverse. Yes. We pull up and I, I jump out. And I, was, I was like, Vincent, I'm sorry if this is embarrassing, but I think that's a VCR on the curb right there. It wasn't. Oh. It was. A, it was a. It was a uh, six disc like changer that people used to have in their oh, house. Shoot. And a, so I, I I think there's something wrong. I think I might have pa- like hoarding tendencies because there was a stereo receiver there and like two big speakers. Did you you didn't pick it up. I no, did. I did pick it up. And I was, and then what are you going to do with this? That's a great question. I told my son immediately in the car. I was like, I regret grabbing this stuff because I have no idea what I'm going to do with and it. You can't put it back. No, that right? Just looks janky. Right. Like, I, and I thought about it this morning because I'm up before everybody. I was like, I can put it back on the curb, but then I feel like that's that's doing a disservice to this gentleman's memory. It really is. So, and you can't put it back on your curb now with no, those new windows. Uh-uh, no. you're trying to upgrade. Right. Oh, shit. So now I'm stuck with this stereo receiver and two big speakers. And I Did they make it into the house? Not yet. There'll be like maybe garage stuff. Like maybe there'll be a garage sound system. That's the next step from curb to garage. Yep. And it, if it's in the garage, it never goes in the house. No. And never makes that transition. No, so no. it's just funny. But Chelsea, I've gotten an elliptical off the curb, a working Nordic track elliptical. Do you use it? Once in a while. To it's like so, hang your clothes? It, it, no, it's so ridiculously huge. They're, like, they're heavy. Right. They're heavy. They're huge. I w- another thing I wish I never would have grabbed. The one, the one treasure that I did get off the curb, though, was our, um, our patio table and chairs with an umbrella. It, it was like brand new and it was sitting on the curb. And I was like, I got to grab this thing. Are you sure that wasn't some kid's like bougie lemonade stand? No. You just took it? It, it had free. It had a free sign. Oh, okay. So I knew that that, because otherwise I wouldn't have grabbed it. And that stuff's expensive. So there you can find my shop vac that I have. Gigantic. Craftsman shop vac oh. got it off the curb. Are, now you're sure they weren't just like vacuum yeah, in the no, curb? That okay, one said right. free. Everything okay. works. Okay. And I had to, like I was walking my dog. Who gets rid of a shop vac? If you upgrade, I guess. To, if you up- what, to what, the six-cylinder one? I, I, maybe a more powerful. With a bigger bag? I, hey, they're lost my gain. Why are you hating on it? Why do people put, like, couches, fabric couches, and then it rains or snows, right. and then, you know, a raccoon family is hiding in the springs? They, Why? Why do people do that? My neighbors had a mattress out in front of their house that had a sign that said free on it, 
No. For about a month. You cannot donate mattresses for health hazard reasons. Well, you can't be- donate them. It's because, you know, you're doing spring cleaning you, and, and no one knows how to get rid of a mattress. So, yes, you do. You take it to a dump. Right. You, exactly. pay, you pay the $5. Okay. Let me you tell you something. You fill the landfill and ruin our, our nation. Uh, what, what do you, what, <laughs> so keep sleeping on it? I'm kidding. But, ugh. Well, yeah. But yeah, these people had a mattress sitting out in front of their house for like a month. And finally, and I hate to be this guy, I had to call the city and be like, can I just, can I just like have, like have trash come pick it up? And they're like, no, because that's not right. I was like, okay, if it's on the corner and it's free, why can't I just have trash come get it? Like, I, I'll pay somebody to come grab this thing. We just had that happy hour story of that hero trash man, right? Like, right. Could you imagine if on his route, he had to pick up people's dirty, nasty furniture because they're too lazy to either drop it off or bring it to the dump. Yeah. That'd be a hard day. He it's couldn't gross. save anybody from fires then. Yeah, it's disgusting. But wh- what are you going to do? But anyway, so now if anybody needs a receiver and like two giant speakers, <laughs> old school style, I got them. <laughs> I'll, de- I'll even deliver them. Show, tell me where you live. Grand Forks, Canada. I don't even care. Anywhere, anywhere. Road I'm, trip. Yeah, I'm, I'll drop these things off. <laughs> but I, I love curbside treasures, though. I absolutely love it. And I just drive past. I close my eyes. Oh, you're a little more bougie. You, you have a horse, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, that dude. He's going back to the vet, Kelly. Your horse? Yeah. He's got a limp. Either that or he's faking oh. it. He's probably faking it. That's got to be a scary thing when a horse develops a limp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's expensive. You want to talk vet bills? I know. I, I got to get a look at your paycheck one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Brian Zenzen in here. Tell I need to. Baby girl has side job hustles. We got to get our home human resources. <laughs> All right, Chelsea, I feel like the show has started out messy, and I feel like it's my fault. Birthday month. Let's go. Clean it up. I think that's what ruined it for me. Let's, uh, let's do history. Let's do it. Let's get some, let's get some direction and order to this mess, yes. shall we? Yes. It's, a, it's whenever I have too much caffeine. Hey, you're shaking it over there. It's a very awesome talent, Lawrence, Laura says. I'm not sure what she's... Oh, quick mixes. Oh, thanks, Laura. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got a quick quick mix. I grabbed an old quick mix for 6.15 today because I was so unhappy. Normally what I do is I play a new one at 8.15, and then the one that plays at 8.15, the next week plays at 6.15. Right. I'm not doing that this week because I hated last week's quick mix. So that one's dumped down the memory hole, never to be heard again. Deleted. Yeah. I, I hated it so much. So today I just went back in the archives and grabbed an old one for 615. But a brand new one coming up at 815 this morning. No one cares, Kelly. All right, let's move on. Jeez, History. Louise. I am a mess. <laughs> In 1790, a census is the government's official count of how many people are living in the country. We took our first census as the United States back in 1790, and I was shocked to see how many people lived here in 1790. Take a guess. 1790. I didn't, oh, no. I didn't think uh, it would be this many. 100 million. Oh, wow. That's, you know, there's like 300 million now. Yeah. Oh. It was, it was 3.9 million. But I'm even shocked that there was that many people living Well, here. didn't they all used to have like 15 kids back in the day? I was doing some quick Yeah, but like math. two survived. Oh, good. You, you had 15, so you could get two keepers. Lord Jesus. Am I lying? Okay, so there are three You know how dangerous people? childbirth was in 1790? Yeah, because it's a, it's a trip now. You're right. The life expectancy. Yes. Cake. Easy. <laughs> Uh, it was on this day in 1998. Whoops, nope, that's not what it was. It was on this day in 1998. The Titanic became the first film to gross over $1 billion worldwide. We saw that six times I in the theater. It. 
I I love everything about that movie, and I'm sorry. I know a lot of people hate it. I no, hate it. it was so the good. Score, the, even the score is so good for that it's movie, beautiful. right? James Cameron in Genius. Um, we even bought the the double VHS cassette. Heck yeah! And wore it out. We had to get two more copies. It's too big of a movie. Oh, it's amazing. I watched it with my daughter. I, I don't know, maybe um, a couple months ago. I watched it with her, and it was a little awkward, like the scene where they're going at it in the car. That was a little bit, oh. but it's pretty tasteful. No, no, no. So she was just taking a nap. That's all that Right, was. a sweaty, steamy nap. That's, you know, that's what my dad said. And uh, on this day, back in 2011. Winning. You starting to get the concept now? Oops. Winning. Charlie Sheen joined Twitter and had 187,000 followers within minutes. That and was, that, talk about a hot mess. Boy, people just really overuse that. Like, remember, everybody's like, winning. Tiger blood. Winning. Yeah. Oh, just terrible. I, I did like the remix for that, though. Nice. <laughs> All right. And uh, doing some birthdays today, Chelsea. Celebrating a birthday today. For all the times that you... Whoops. For all the times that you rain on my parade. This is maybe in my top ten favorite songs of all time. Love it. Of course, the one, the only, Justin Bieber. It's his birthday today. The Biebs. You know how old he is? 26. Ah, you're a little bit low on that one, Chelsea. He's still a baby. He looks like a baby. He does. He's got a good skincare regimen. He is turning the ripe old age of 30 today. He's the big... big Yeah, man. Justin Bieber is 30. Oh, my lanta. And he's been doing it since he was, what, 16? Yeah, when Usher found him. Yeah. This little Canadian boy on YouTube. He was on on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. he was like one of the first guys that had massive success off of YouTube. With his little side bangs. His little cute side bangs. Just unbelievable. Uh, And then also celebrating a birthday today. The name is Richie. Don't ever call me anything else. When I turn back around, you guys better be gone. Ron Howard is celebrating his birthday today. Of course, amazing director. Apollo 13 was one of his movies. Forrest Gump, I believe. Oh, so good. Yeah. Did he do Forrest Gump? I can't remember. Forrest Gump. But either way, it's Ron Howard's birthday today. Do you know how old he is? Oh, my gosh. Uh, 70. Oh, my gosh, Chelsea. Let's celebrate. And it's 70 right on the nose. It's his birthday month, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's why you knew. The big 7 all. And of course, if it's your birthday today, I would like to wish you a happy birthday as well. 